Close your eyes for a moment and picture this. You're immersed in the icy waters of the open sea, surrounded by miles and miles of endless dark water stretching out in every direction. As you bob along with the waves, your body is persistently assaulted by the cold, relentless elements. You've been swimming for what feels like an eternity. The chilly water gnaws at your skin, the taste of salt stings your lips, and a deep ache resonates through your exhausted limbs. But somewhere far off in the distance, barely visible through the gloom, the English shoreline is calling out to you. Now take a deep breath and open your eyes. No, this isn't the plot to a suspense thriller or the opening chapter of a gripping fantasy novel. It's a real-life story of resilience, determination, and goal-setting. This is the story of Sarah Thomas, an extraordinary open-water marathon swimmer hailing from Colorado. Sarah is not just a swimmer, she's an inspiration for anyone who has ever set a goal for themselves. She didn't just aim for the stars, she set a SMART goal. And after an epic battle against nature, fatigue, and her own limitations for an astounding 54 continuous hours, she achieved her goal, making history by becoming the first person ever to swim the English Channel four times nonstop. Now imagine if we could apply even a fraction of Sarah's determination and smart goal-setting skills to our own lives. Just think of what we could achieve. Welcome to Live, Love, Learn, a podcast where we delve into living life to the fullest, nurturing self-love and loving others, and embracing lifelong learning. I'm on a quest to discover happiness and contentment in a world increasingly fixated on negativity. I embark on this journey not only for myself, but with a deeper purpose, to leave a roadmap to happiness for my sons and to invite anyone else who wishes to join as I strive to live my life to its full potential. This is Live, Love, Learn, the podcast. If you're playing along at home in real time, then you know I missed putting an episode out last week. I spent a lot of time working on some branding and bigger picture ideas for this journey, and I'm not at all upset about missing a week. I know we'll keep moving forward as long as it's something I want to do, and I still do. So in today's episode, we continue our deep dive into productivity. We'll build on last week's discussion of the Pomodoro Technique and delve into the world of SMART goals, an approach that helps Sarah conquer a seemingly impossible challenge. But first, let's shine a light on some happiness highlights from this past week. In this segment, we celebrate big things or the small but significant wins that add joy to our lives. I have to start this segment with a cool birthday week for my oldest son. We were able to travel to Chapel Hill about four hours from Bryson City and go see Chelsea play soccer against Wrexham. I started being a Chelsea fan as I played FIFA against a good buddy of mine years ago, and since he was an Arsenal fan, I felt I had no choice but to pick Chelsea. Well, we had a great trip and a lot of fun, and although I was hoping for a better match, Riley was ecstatic that Chelsea scored five goals. So this week's happiness highlight was easy, but whether yours was checking off a bucket list item like we did or just some little stolen moments of happiness, take a moment if you'd like to reflect on that now. If you tuned in last week, you remember our chat about the Pomodoro Technique. We learned how to break work into manageable intervals to work with time rather than against it. But there's more to productivity than managing our time, and that's where SMART goals come into play. We heard earlier about Sarah's triumph. Her goal was SMART. She specifically aimed to swim the English Channel four times, a feat that no one had ever accomplished. She had a timeline and a training plan, and it was certainly relevant. 
She's an open water swimmer after all. By making her goals smart, she turned an impossible dream into a reality. So let's take a moment to look over the smart kid's shoulder to learn more about smart goals. Today we're diving into the magical world of smart goals. Goals that aren't just run-of-the-mill garden variety goals. They're smarter than your average goal. They're the Hermione Grangers of goal setting, if you will. And if you won't, too late. I already did. So what makes a goal smart? Well, smart is an acronym and it stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Let's break it down. Specific. Have you ever tried catching a butterfly with a hula hoop? (laughs) Sounds silly, right? That's because our tools aren't specific enough in that situation. Same goes for your goals. Instead of saying, I want to be healthier, which is as broad as using that hula hoop to catch a butterfly, try being specific, like, I want to jog three times a week. How about the second one, measurable? Just like baking a cake, you can't just toss in any amount of flour and expect the perfect sponge. Sorry, ever since I watched the British baking show, I struggle to say sponge without a British accent, but sponge for for those of you who are not British baking aficionados. But I digress. Measurable goals are about being precise, like losing 10 pounds in two months or reading two books a month. It's about having a clear finish line to cross. The A stands for achievable. If I said, I want to become an astronaut next year, that's, well, let's face it, that's not happening. Goals need to be within reach. Challenging, yes, but not a one-way ticket to disappointment. The R stands for relevant. This is about aligning your goals with your broader ambitions and values. If you're passionate about writing, setting a goal to improve your guitar skills might not be as satisfying as setting a goal to, say, write a poem each week. And finally, time bound. This isn't about time travel or racing against the clock. It's about setting a time frame for your goal, giving yourself a deadline to work towards. Remember, a goal without a deadline is just a dream. So remember to be smart about your goals. It's all about giving your aspirations a clear shape, size, and a shiny bow of time-bound realism on top. This way, we're not just dreaming about living life to the fullest, we're actively doing it. All right, are you ready to borrow a pencil from the teacher? To craft our own smart goals, we need to use the appropriate tools like a goal-setting worksheet or app. These help us define what we want to achieve, set a timeline, and track our progress. While I didn't see any apps that were easy enough to just jump in and get started with right away, I did find it easy to do a Google search for smart goal setting worksheet. It isn't always best to just randomly download worksheets from the internet, but you can view them and see how they prompt you to get set smart goals. Taking the time to think through goals in that way will not only help you visualize the finish line, it also helps set you up for success. Any tools that can do both of those things are worthy of considering. So if setting achievable goals has ever been difficult for you, take some time and explore smart goals. And if you're not feeling enthused about it, well, time for the class clown to kick in. Let's hear what he has to say. All right, it's time to shine the spotlight on our inner class clown. Picture your goal as a destination on your dream vacation. Smart goals are like your quirky, fun-loving, yet surprisingly reliable travel guide that Kind of makes inappropriate jokes, but they aren't so bad that you're upset by it, but you're kind of waiting for the one that offends you. Anyone else ever experienced that? Okay. Well, specific is like choosing your destination. You wouldn't say, hey, let's go somewhere to your travel agent or your tour guide, would you? No, you'd say something specific like, I want to go snorkeling in the Maldives. So it's about being precise. 
Next, we've got measurable. Think of this as your postcard moments. Man, I hope postcards are something my boys will even understand. That that analogy may not sink in depending on how long it is before they listen to this and how much technology has changed. How do you prove that you've been there or done that? Well, photos are one way. And similarly, if your goal is to learn German like ours is, how about setting a measurable target, like being able to speak enough German to navigate going to a Bundesliga soccer match, which is on my son and I's bucket list. So hopefully that's something that we can achieve as well. I guess we need to set some measurable, smart goals. Next up, achievable. You wouldn't want to plan a vacation to the moon unless you're one of those three billionaires who started space travel companies. Maybe there'll be more by the time my son's listen to this, but make sure your goal is something within your grasp. If you can't play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star on a guitar yet, maybe don't aim for a sold-out rock concert in Madison Square Garden just yet. I feel somewhat personally attacked by my own script here, but mine wasn't that absurd of a goal, but maybe I do need to make a little bit more of an achievable goal when it comes to playing music. Relevant? That's your travel why. You choose a place because you're excited about it. If you're terrified of heights, you wouldn't go skydiving, right? Side note. You are also my people, if you feel that way. As my family and close friends know, risk-averse is a lifestyle, okay? Similarly, choose a goal that matters to you, not because it's the latest fad or your friends are doing it. Make it something meaningful to you. And finally, time-bound. You have to have a date to work towards and look forward to. Half the fun of planning trips, like my Harry Mack trip with my sister or the Chelsea soccer game trip with my son, is about counting down the days and getting excited for the actual date it will happen. So, think of goals the same way. Be excited for the deadline and work towards it and have it be something that you bring up often in your thoughts or your conversation so that you make it a part of your life. And there you have it. Smart goals, the reliable and possibly a little offensive travel guide to your destination. And remember, it's about the journey as much as the destination. So pack your bags, embark on the trip, and most importantly, have fun. Let's make our goals smart and get out there and enjoy the journey to achieving them. Baby steps? It means setting small reasonable goals for yourself one day at a time all i have to do is take one little step at a time and i can do anything Mm. well that was a weird sound huh that's a new segment and i just couldn't help myself as a dear friend recently brought up the movie what about bob to explain a part of this podcast and the journey i'm on it's really just trying to take a small step every day and doing that can get you anywhere that you want to be so for this week's small step All you have to do is Google search smart goals worksheets and look at one of the results for five minutes. Just think about the goals you might want to set. That's it. Just one baby step idea if you want to try a low barrier to start following along. And as always, no need to listen or do any of it. Follow your path on your time. And if you've never watched What About Bob, I highly recommend it. Let's quickly talk about things since the last episode. I tried the Pomodoro technique a few times, and I like how it works, especially with tasks that I'm not 100% inspired to do. It gives me a visual way to focus for a period of time, and it worked well. I did not, however, do the sorting hat idea for picking up at the end of the evening with the family. I'm still planning on it, just haven't quite yet, and I, of course, need to practice my sorting hat impressions because I know there are a few of you who are going to hold me to that one. So, yeah, I'll work on that. If you tried the Pomodoro technique, take a moment to reflect how well it worked or didn't work for you and if there are ways that you could possibly make it more successful for you. And if not, maybe give it a try this week. Well, that about does it for this week's episode. Sending love and positive vibes your way and I hope we can all focus on living, loving, learning and being smart with our goals this week. 
See you next time. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to reach out to the show, email me at livelovelearnthepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Jen, my second listener email. And to my two emailers so far, there will soon possibly be a special token of my appreciation headed your way. So be on the lookout for that. All right, book club people. I'm excited to announce that I finished Where the Crawdads Sing, and I absolutely enjoyed it. I really did. Part of the reason I finished earlier than I expected is because I had trouble putting it down. Something usually only said about a pack of M&Ms back when I used to eat candy. Yeah, so it was pretty powerful stuff. I really enjoyed it. I know that I went a lot faster than I said last episode, so if you're following along when you listen, just know that I have chapter reactions for the first 15 or so chapters, and then I did a final synopsis of my thoughts at the end on the Fable app. Again, download the free Fable app and follow along with Live, Love, Learn, the book club, if you want. I'm also planning to try to find a way to use software that might be more likely to be around in the future, just in case Fable doesn't make it to when my boys might read along. Up next, The Martian, a recommendation from Aaron, a college friend from long ago. So if that sounds like a book you'd like to read, feel free to join along. I'll post any thoughts I have in as many chapters as I can in the Fable app, so whoever wants to interact with me as I read, either in real time or perhaps even years from now, can do so. Thanks for listening, and I guess thanks for being a part of the book club, at least by listening. See you next time.